0: Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking to you about the keto diet and some problems with the keto diet. And a lot of people try the keto diet and are unsuccessful, or they don't feel well on the diet, or they don't lose weight. So I'm going to talk about some of the pros and cons of the keto diet today. It's going to be a great Uh, podcast. And so we're going to talk about um, if keto didn't work for you and you didn't lose weight or you felt nauseated or more tired, I'm going to talk about why that is exactly. I'll talk about some problems with the keto diet and why they can negatively impact hormones or it can negatively impact hormones because you need carbs to make hormones. I'll talk about why keto doesn't work if your liver isn't functioning properly. I'm going to talk about the hidden keto flaw that a lot of proponents of the keto diet don't tell you is a keto diet safe long-term. And I'll talk about how to do keto correctly. So some tips for cycling keto to optimize hormone balance and more. So really important to listen to this if you are a female, especially a menopausal female looking to do the keto diet and lose some weight. So there's a lot of scientific research behind the keto diet for many specific um, health issues. And it's great for weight loss, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. So stay tuned. And I know so many of you guys listening to this show are concerned about heavy metal detoxification and detoxing your body. So I created a heavy metals quiz. You can check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. It only takes a couple of seconds to take the quiz. After you take the quiz, you get your results and then you get a free video series on everything about detoxification, like videos that answer all of your frequently asked questions. So check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. So first off, I'm going to talk about why keto doesn't work for women and what you can do. So if keto didn't work for you at some point, you didn't lose weight or you felt nauseated or you felt bloated or more tired than usual, I'll explain to you why that was happening. I'm going to be talking about some of the main problems with the keto diet and how it negatively impacts your hormones, your thyroid hormones, your adrenal hormones, uh, you need carbs to make hormones. Um, I'll also talk about um, it doesn't work if your liver isn't functioning properly and some other things. I'll talk about the hidden keto flaw that a lot, a lot of people aren't aware of and answer the question, is keto safe long-term? Can you do this diet um, you know, as just a regular habit? And uh, how to do keto correctly. So I'll talk about some tips to do it uh, to optimize hormone balance and uh, some other things as well, and so <clears throat> keto is all the rage right now. But you know, on the keto diet, you're going to get you know most of your calories from fat. That's the whole premise of it. You'll get a moderate amount of calories from protein, about 20 to 25% from protein, and very few from carbohydrates. So, about a 5% of your, car, your calories from carbohydrates, accounting or amounting to about 20 to 50 grams of carbs a day, which is not that much. And so, this combination puts you into a fat burning state called ketosis. And uh, the keto diet is made up of mostly fats and uh, about 75% of your daily calories, some protein, about 20%, 25% and 5% carbs. So eating a lot of fat and very few carbs puts you in ketosis, which is a metabolic state of burning fat instead of sugar for energy, just for anyone who's not clear on that. Um, But when your body can't get glucose from carbs, Your liver converts fatty acids from your diet into molecules called ketones, an alternative energy source. And burning ketones instead of sugar helps you to drop weight fast and reduce inflammation of the body and a lot of the benefits that we see with the keto diet. And I'm not knocking the keto diet. There's lots of research out there that shows that it helps with cancer, that it helps with epilepsy, seizures, and and other uh, health issues. Um, uh, dementia and things like that. But it has to be done correctly. And there are special uh, there are special kind of considerations when it comes to women that we need to be thinking about. And that's why I want to clarify on this podcast or this show. And so uh, keto creates a fuel called ketones in your body. And that's the goal of the diet, burning ketones instead of glucose. Uh, and, but it's not for everyone. So many women have issues with this diet. Or don't experience the benefits uh, of weight loss, et cetera. And other benefits are, you know, fat burning, you know, keto, a lot of women are turning to keto to lose weight quickly and a lot of it very quickly. And uh, one of the reasons also it helps to lose weight is that ketones suppress ghrelin or your hunger hormone and increase something called CCK, which keeps you feeling full longer. And so if you're not hungry, it's easier to go for longer periods without eating. And this encourages your body to reach into its stores of fat for energy. Another benefit of the keto diet, is it lowers inflammation. So um, this could protect you against major illnesses like heart disease and Alzheimer's, et cetera. And in one study, obese patients showed less inflammation in their liver after following the keto diet for about six months. So that's great. And... Um, Also, the keto diet will boost energy. So ketosis helps the brain create more mitochondria, the energy generators generators within your cells. And ketones are also a steadier source of energy compared to glucose, which can kind of fluctuate, go up and down. So rather than depending on eating carbs for fuel, your body can dip into its fat stores, which there's plenty of, any time for energy, leaving you with a leaner physique. And um, if, you, if you haven't tried the keto diet, you, you probably know somebody that has, but there's, a, but keto has a major hidden flaw, and women are especially susceptible to it. And um, one of those reasons is uh, that so many people who try keto and, and follow it perfectly experience symptoms like the, the keto flu, they get fatigue, brain fog, they can experience hormone imbalance, Digestive issues, nausea, trouble sleeping, and ironically, weight gain for some people. And um, they can also get muscle aches and chills, and sore throat and stomach pains, kind of like they they have the flu. And irritability. Let's not forget that one when you're on a diet. And so, you know, these symptoms are normal for the first two weeks on a keto diet. That's just kind of part of the program. You know, about a day or two into starting a keto diet, you can start experiencing some of these symptoms, not necessarily all, but a few, and then it can continue for you know, for a few more days up to even a month. So average, it's normal for about two weeks on average after starting a keto diet. And it's your body's natural response while it adapts to burning fat instead of glucose for fuel. And the issue is if some of these symptoms persist for longer than a few days or even a couple of weeks, and at some point while well, on a keto diet, you have to think, you know, start thinking about what am I doing wrong? Is this the right diet for me? Because these symptoms should not uh, continue. And so, uh, so because the keto diet is a, a low carb, high fat diet, and this is the flaw that I'm talking about, this is the hidden flaw. Uh, your liver is forced to work overtime to break down all of that fat because this is a diet that's, you know, seven, you're getting 70% of your calories from fat and people are eating butter and they're eating MCT oil and they're just fat, 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 eating high fat, animal proteins and things like that. But a lot of people's livers, especially women can't handle that. And additionally, one in three Americans, that's a 100 million people, have tired, fatty livers, which means that they can't break down all that fat. Their livers are compromised in their ability to break down and digest fats. And so let's just reflect on that for a moment. 100 million people uh, the Liver Foundation reported these numbers, and I've also seen information on in studies that fatty liver prevalence is about the same as metabolic syndrome, which affects about 25 to 30 percent of the population in the U.S. It's higher for Germany; there's about 33 percent of the population has metabolic syndrome, and it's lower in other countries. But in the U.S., it's 25 to 30 percent of the population. That is staggering, and you know it's really a testament to you know, when you are eating a really bad diet full of sugar and refined carbohydrates, and you've been doing that for years, and your liver's been having to deal with all that, and all the heavy metals and the chemicals in the environment, your liver is under a tremendous amount of stress. And when you have fatty liver, you have a diagnosable condition, you are going to have compromised liver function. You're not gonna be able to break down all that fat. And so, uh, so, so these people um, can miss out on the benefits and suffer the dark side of the keto diet, even if they're following the program to a T, they're doing it perfectly. And believe me, I have lots of female clients coming to me that are doing the keto diet, they're doing everything perfectly, it is not working for them. And so I wanted to talk about this um, on the show today. And so, so how do you uh, help to improve digestion of fat? There's a number of things you can do. You need to improve liver function. So that's really, really important. And um, you also, uh, you need improved liver function, but more importantly, optimize bile function or bile flow, bile production in a number of ways. Because bile helps the body not only to break down fats, but absorb toxins, much like a binder. And so you can improve bile production by eating bitter, Bile-enhancing foods like beets and lemons and artichokes or sunchokes are helpful. Um, and there's lots of other foods as well, but those are the top ones. And then uh, you also need the basic building blocks or nutrients to make bile. And uh, phosphatidylcholine or PC is a raw building block to make bile. This is on, in all the liposomal supplements. So a lot of times I'll give people supplements that they're in a liposome, and that helps whatever ingredients in that supplement absorb better, but it also helps to make bile. And uh, bitters are great. So uh, these are just herbs and substances that are bitter. They're usually in a tincture. Quicksilver Scientific makes a great one. It's called Bitter X. That's uh, bitters in a liposome, so they have better absorption, and they, they taste really bitter, so all these bitter foods, stimulate your your liver to make more bile and and to make hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes and so eating bitter foods is a great way to increase uh, improve digestion also my my citra cleanse binder this product right here Um, this has a bitter taste. It's grapefruit citrus pectin. So that bitter grapefruit also helps to increase bile production as well, which is why I I wanted that in there because we don't have enough bitter foods in our diet. Another thing is TEDCA. TEDCA is really awesome. This is uh, another nutrient that I take that uh, just another, uh, it's kind of like an amino acid that helps to Uh, Make bile and just improve liver function and improve blood sugar control This is the only pure source then you get it on Amazon But this is a pure source of the the Tudka love that name And so those are great tips on improving bile flow coffee enemas also Great to help make more bile and cleanse the liver and colon. They're awesome. I love them Um, so I want to talk about some other well-known pitfalls of keto that affect women disproportionately. And they include lowered thyroid function, poor sex hormone production, mineral depletion, and fatigue. So I'll go into you know more details about each of these. So number one, thyroid function. So severe long-term carb restriction can cause your T3 thyroid hormone to drop. This is the active form of your thyroid hormone. This is Really, really key. We need that to increase our metabolism, to to turn our brain on, to prevent depression. Really, really important. There's a lot of things working against T3, like mercury poisoning will prevent production of thyroid hormones, T4, and then it's conversion from T4 to T3, the active form. And then if you're on a long-term restrictive carb diet, this can also drop your T3 as well. So this is not everybody, but I think a lot of people have thyroid issues to begin with, and the, the keto diet can exacerbate these in other people, so it's something to be aware of. And the symptoms are weight gain, brain fog, and low energy. Those are the classic symptoms. Um, number two, reduced hormone production. So carbs are required to make hormones. And so you doing keto long term, and I'm saying like maybe longer than six months, seven months, can really throw your sex and stress hormones out of balance. So this makes it worse for women since we're far more complex hormonally than men. And I'll talk about the workaround around that. But just my point is I don't like people doing diets too extreme. You know, certain diets are therapeutic the keto diet is therapeutic. You want to do it until you lose weight. And then perhaps you need to switch, switch to a different type of diet or eating more carbohydrates. But um, And then and recognizing when something isn't working for you any longer and trying to troubleshoot why it's not working for you. Because there's a lot of... Fad diets and diet dogma out there, and i 'm not really into anything that 's really dogmatic where you have to do this one diet, and this diet 's the end all be all for everything. Everyone is very very different, and what work, what worked for you at one point may not work for you long term, and that holds true for a lot of different diets, including the vegan diet. People feel amazing after they start the vegan diet, but the there 's a point of diminishing returns where it starts affecting their their health because you need animal protein for your liver to, to detox. You need certain nutrients in animal protein, and not a lot. But you need some to to you know be optimally healthy. The, you need uh, fat soluble vitamins and other things that are not found in the the vegan diet. So, so but back to keto. Um, keto is just another example of a type of diet that you don't want to do long term. You don't want to do carb restriction long term. And uh, so number three, mineral loss. So your body needs a lot of water to store glycogen. And so this is the energy that you store in your liver. And so, and that's why you lose several pounds of water weight in your first few days when starting the keto diet. You're emptying your glycogen stores out of your liver and getting rid of the water that goes with them. And as you lose water, your kidneys lose uh, and excrete electrolytes like sodium, magnesium, and potassium to keep your system in balance. So once you're in ketosis, you continue to excrete electrolytes. And this can lead to deficiencies down the line uh, that will manifest as muscle cramps and headaches and fatigue and things like that. So in heart palpitations. So I recommend um, this product called Healthy Salt to get the needed minerals and electrolytes. So um, I love healthy salt. It's I'm always talking about it. I love it so much. Um, it's just, it comes in these little jars and I'm really excited. I can't find mine, um, but oh, here it is. Yeah, so it's called healthy salt. This stuff is so awesome. And uh, this jar, it's, it's a little bit expensive, but this lasts about six months, but they're, uh, the company is gonna put it in about a little tiny jars so that people can just try it and see how they like it. I, in 10 years, this is the best mineral supplement that I've ever found. And I've tried a lot of them, believe me, because I've done a lot of research on minerals and wrote about, wrote a lot about those and the importance of them. I use minerals to detox people. This is the best mineral supplement I've ever found. And so, and the reason is because healthy salts, 25% minerals whereas a sea salt's 1% mineral, a Himalayan salt's 0.8% minerals. Not that impressive. So um, I'm going to put a link right here to this healthy salt. I just, I love it. It's so amazing. And so I'll leave that there for you guys. And so you've got to replace minerals when you're doing keto. And that's something that can be said every day. All of us need to be repleting minerals and taking minerals. It's uh, its not very sexy in the supplement world. Not a lot of people are selling mineral supplements that really get people excited and worked up. So um, it's just something that a lot of people skip and they're taking things that are more interesting like turmeric or resveratrol or antioxidants. I need this. And they read an article about something and get excited about it, but they're missing the point minerals are more important than a lot of these other products out there. The minerals are the spark plugs of the body. We don't want to do things that cause us to lose them. And so number four, one of the pitfalls of keto is that long-term carb restriction can be very, very stressful to your HPA axis or your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal Axis, so that's your, you know, all the glands that coordinate to make all of your your stress hormones, and so, uh, and again, in some people, this long term long term carb restriction can make some people really really tired and fatigued. For other people, it's just their panacea. It gives them tons and tons of energy. They they start going into fat burning effortlessly and really are, are big become big proponents and voices of the diet. And for other people, that's just not how their body works. So if you're doing something, it's not working for you, listen to your body. So also if you experience any of these symptoms mentioned above, uh, you have to avoid or give up keto entirely, um, or change up what you're doing. But you can enjoy all of these benefits with some slight modifications. It's, it's really up to you. Some people, keto is not gonna work for them. They have to take some preliminary steps first, um, or they can make these modifications. So number one, you need to optimize your liver function to digest all of that fat. So uh, you have to have bile. Your liver has to make plenty of bile, you need to take nutrients to optimize bioflow. You need to cleanse your liver. You need to purge your liver on a regular basis. There's a lot of things I teach people about how to care for their liver, super important. And um, and also, you may wanna add back in some carbohydrates one to two, three times per, per week or what's called carb cycling. And this is especially true for women that are, say, in perimenopause or menopause, um, or menstruating, you want to be cycling uh, your carbohydrates. Like some, some websites I was reading say only you know fuel up with carbs one day a week. Um, but that may be great for a man. But for a woman who is hormonally compromised, that really needs to make hormones to feel good, you have to have carbohydrates to make hormones. So it's good to cycle them where you're eating carbs the last two weeks of your your cycle before you have a period and then restricting carbs more heavily the two weeks right after you have a period. And that can allow your hormones uh, that you need to to make be made. And this can also be done with a woman who is paramenopausal or menopausal just to optimize the hormones that they are able to make. So we don't want to do things that's going to you know, do a restrictive diet that's going to throw a wrench in hormone production. So there's a right way and a wrong way to do these things. And so you know, I tell any client who's interested in the keto diet to, to do a liver detox first because so, you've got to optimize your liver's ability to digest fat before you can enjoy a lot of the the health and weight loss benefits of keto, period. And by removing toxins from your liver, you'll be primed to make the most of keto or any other detox or diet program that you're considering. Um, But that's not all because your liver is also key to healthy hormonal balance. Because in addition to helping break down dietary fats, your liver metabolizes excess hormones. And so if it's not working properly, you can build up excess toxic estrogens that can cause symptoms like weight gain and mood issues. And it can really throw a wrench into a perfectly followed keto diet. And so knowing how to maintain a healthy and optimized liver is really one of the best things that you'll ever do for your health. I cannot stress this enough. And the result, when you focus on liver function, is you have less belly fat, you have a balanced mood, you have more energy, and, um, and I am leading a cleanse. It's called the, the Liver Rehab Cleanse Challenge. It's a two-week cleanse, and you'll get the exact liver detox protocols that's worked for me and for thousands of my clients by checking this out. So I'm going to give you guys a link here. Uh, to check out my 14-day liver rehab cleanse because if you are, you know, wanting to try the keto diet or you've tried the keto diet before and it just hasn't worked for you and you can't figure out why and you're doing everything right and you are have your ketone meter and just doing all these things and it just isn't working for you, you just feel terrible when you're doing it, you've got to focus on optimizing your liver function first and that can really, really help. And the next thing I want to talk about is uh, how you can overcome issues with keto with cyclical ketosis or carb cycling. And so uh, the cycled keto diet involves like one day a week of carb loading. The other six days you follow the low carb keto diet, um, which is, you know, the standard keto diet. And when you're following the cyclical keto diet, you eat lots of fat, and very few carbs, And on day seven, you eat more carbs, roughly about 150 grams. And that's what's uh, called a carb refeed day. And um, the benefits of this, uh, and it's a kind of a workaround to help you do keto um, on a more long-term basis. This satisfies the the carb cravings that you have and fuels the brain. It helps with weight loss when other diets uh, aren't working so great. It improves sleep, it improves immunity. You have a healthier balance of gut bacteria and also a better mood as well. And so um, so that's kind of the basis of, of carb cycling. I talked about for women, they probably need to be, go a little bit heavier on carbs two weeks before their menses or um, if you are a paramenopausal or a menopausal, you don't have a regular cycle, you want to go like two weeks on keto Two weeks, we're eating a lot more carbs and just kind of cycle in that way as well. So when your liver is clogged or congested or overwhelmed, this creates a a backload of toxins the liver cannot process. And so the body is forced to store toxins in your fat cells. And so this is a huge reason why so many people can't lose weight. A lot of people are doing keto to try to lose weight and burn that fat. Um, but the body has to store these toxins somewhere. A lot of them are fat soluble toxins, so naturally they store in the fat of the body, but they also store in the brain the central nervous system that's made of fat. But your body will ho- hold on to fat fat cells in a, to have a place to store toxins, like they're almost like garbage cans. And in um, your body, if you have these toxins, your body will resist your weight loss efforts because it needs these storage receptacles and it's a survival mechanism that can only be broken by stopping the influx of toxins um, and cleansing the body and detoxing the liver and the body as well so you have to kind of look in your environment where you where identified toxins in your beauty products your food your water uh, the, the air that you're breathing what whatever you can identify in your, in your environment and try to stop that influx of toxins and remove what you have. And that includes also purging the liver, cleansing the liver, supporting the liver as well. And on the flip side of this, it's interesting, when people are, you know, some of them get very dogmatic. They're like, I'm going to lose weight. And they do a hardcore keto diet. They will starve themselves. They'll take diet pills. They will just do everything to purge, uh, purge the fat they have in their body, and what can end up happening is if you're if you push your body to a certain limit, it's going to concede. So whereby you know a normal level of effort would you know cause weight loss, uh, a lot of women find that they they can't. Their body is resisting that because there's toxins in the fat cells, and so they push even harder and they force their body to lose that weight. And all these toxins come out into their bloodstream because they're losing the fat. The fat cells are shrinking and they feel terrible or they feel fatigued or they feel irritable and angry or brain fogged and they don't really understand why. You can think, oh, it's just my diet. Um, But it can be these toxins coming out into your system. So you want to be aware of that. I even had a girlfriend of mine that lost 100 pounds in a very short period of time. And she developed this cyst um, at the base of her spine. And... Why does the body create cysts? It's a place to store toxins to kind of envelop them so that they don't harm the body. And so she had to have that surgically removed. But I I know why that that was created. But I think a lot of people don't don't make that connection with cysts where the body is storing toxins in those. So you want to be aware of this when you're losing weight, especially if you're having really, really rapid weight loss you need to take stuff to absorb that garbage up, and my my Citra cleanse is a, a perfect binder to absorb all kinds of toxins and pesticides and things that are stored in all the fat. And so, by purging and cleansing the liver, um, people can stop this vicious cycle that promotes and, and promote weight loss and detox as well. Because I talked about you know people having trouble losing weight because they they have toxins in their fat cells. So just detoxing the body can kind of uh, assist in your weight loss efforts and make you not feel like you're a hamster on a wheel doing all this stuff and going nowhere. Um, this is a huge common cause of resistant weight loss and weight gain, which is the reason a lot of people are doing keto in the first place. So um, in addition with liver cleansing and detoxification, you know, you can't just think about this once a year and forget it, just do a spring cleanse. You know, you've got to cleanse your liver on a regular basis. And this is such an important skill set to know. I cannot emphasize it enough. And it's really my mission. I'm so passionate about teaching people how to detox their body. And this begins with cleansing the liver, clearing this detox pathway. To facilitate detoxification of the body of heavy metals and chemicals. And so that's why I created this like easy guided course called the 14 day liver rehab challenge. And so I want you guys to take this with me. I'm so proud of this course because, you know, I talk a lot about detox, but you can't effectively detox if your liver is struggling. And my 14 day liver rehab cleanse is the best. Of everything that I've learned about liver detox over the years and I've spent a fortune on all kinds of supplements and cleanses and trying different detox protocols and I've worked with thousands of people one-on-one and you know in group programs and I've learned you know often the hard way that what works and what doesn't when it comes to liver cleansing and <clears throat> and what I've learned and what I have in this course it's easy it's doable it doesn't inconvenience you With a detox crisis or you know detox reactions that prevent people from working or enjoying their life, and you know when you do this course, a lot comes with it. They get three live webinars and we'll have nine videos in that course, like all different types of videos on liver cleansing, doing a liver gallbladder flush, about emotional constipation and how your liver is very much involved in your emotions and. You'll also get seven e-guides that are in my liver rescue e-library. So this has all kinds of information as well. We cover the toxic liver epidemic and why liver detox is not optional today. And how how to use liver cleansing to optimize weight loss, hormones, and sleep. A lot of people don't realize your liver is very much involved in your circadian rhythms. A lot of people waking up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep, it's their liver. Uh, they really need to focus on, on liver health, not taking sleep, sleeping pills. And we'll talk about secrets of phase one and two liver detox. And we'll talk about the liver rehab diet, the best and the worst foods for your liver. Why most liver detox supplements fail. And we'll discuss advanced liver detox protocols like coffee enemas, castor oil packs, liver gallbladder flushes, how to do them all correctly and and kind of demystify those. There's a lot of a lot of BS that goes around about coffee enemas and liver gallbladder flushes, that they're dangerous, or you can't, don't do them because of this reason, and it's, it's really just a bunch of hooey. Um, these are, uh, when you focus on cleansing your liver, you will have vibrant health. There's so many chronic health issues that are connected to poor liver functioning. You optimize your liver, you're going to prevent disease. It's so key. People don't understand. And we're also going to talk about the top nutrients to support your liver. You know, people, when they're trying to lose weight, they focus on like what type of diet they're eating or calorie restricting or doing other things that they they think it's about something they're doing wrong, something that they're eating wrong. And that may very well be the case. If you're eating tons of gluten and tons, you know, tons of sugar and refined carbohydrates, yeah, you probably need to work on your diet. But a lot of people that I deal with, that I talk to, are eating... I mean, just an amazing diet, a flawless diet, and their weight isn't normalizing and this this happens to a lot of people, and they feel very frustrated, they blame themselves i'm not I'm not working hard enough, I'm not disciplined enough i'm there's something wrong with me, I don't have self control, but the reality is that biology will always overcome willpower, and you your liver. Has plays a huge role in your ability to lose weight, and so this is something that I hear almost nobody talking about. And you have to cleanse your liver, optimize its functioning. I'm going to give you all the keys to do that because your liver impacts your metabolism, and um, it helps with it sets your melatonin, it digests all your fats, uh, it controls your blood sugar. All of these three these things sleep, blood sugar control, and digestion are are really key factors in the ability to lose weight because if you 're not sleeping. Your cortisol is gonna go through the roof the next day, then your blood sugar is gonna go up, and your snacking and cravings are going to increase. If you don't have good blood sugar control, because your liver isn't uh, managing that very well, um, you're going to have maybe perhaps insulin resistance, you're gonna have more cravings, um, it plays a role in that. If you are not absorbing the food that you're eating, You're not gonna get the nutrients out of it and your body is gonna make you wanna eat more food if uh, if it's not getting the nutrients that it needs because you're not absorbing the food. That's such a huge thing a lot of people don't realize. It doesn't matter what you eat, it only matters what you absorb. And so a, a lot of people, liver issues don't realize the role that it's playing in their inability to lose weight or sustain weight loss. Or they're gaining weight mysteriously. They're, they're gaining weight very very quickly and don't don't realize the liver's role in that. Also, when you cleanse your liver, you know you're you're gonna wake up with a lot more energy. It's amazing how much more energy you'll have when your liver is functioning better. Uh, people have better digestion. They don't have as much gas and bloating and indigestion because if your liver is producing better bile and signaling to your digestive tract to produce certain enzymes for digestion, you'll feel better, have better digestion. Um, Also, people have dark circles under their eyes or they have kind of like ruddy skin or they're getting, they have lots of blemishes or rashes and things like that. When your liver is congested, toxins come out through your skin. You'll have more blackheads, more whiteheads, more rashes, more fungal infections you'll have metals and chemicals coming out through your skin and have all have all these these things that are are happening because your liver can't keep up. It can't keep up with taking out the trash, so it's got to kind of excrete somewhere. So, you know, one of the first places a toxic liver shows up is in your eyes and your face. I want to talk also about the six signs that your liver is too toxic. So, the six signs are that you're you're tired all the time your liver converts glucose into glycogen and which is later released when your body needs a burst of energy but if your liver is burned by toxins it's just overwhelmed by toxins your glucose and energy regulation will be impaired you'll have a slower metabolism hormones in your thyroid which affect your metabolic rate and adiponectin which affects fat burning and cravings are impacted by liver health excess estrogen and toxic synthetic estrogen which can't be processed by a toxic liver will lead to weight gain as well. People will have more puffiness, gas and bloating. You know, if you don't make enough bile needed for digestion, fat absorption, digestion slows, food's back up, bad bacteria begin to take hold, people are going to have candida overgrowth and this Toxic off-gassing from bad bacteria and undigested food lead to a puffy tummy bloating and issues with gas. Um, also, sensitivity to chemicals or foods. If you just cannot stand perfume, you can't stand cigarette smoke, you walk into a department store and it just knocks you over all the perfume and chemicals in the clothes. Um, if your liver is toxic, you're going to become extra sensitive to certain foods, uh, especially like wheat, corn, soy, dairy, or peanuts, and also chemicals and other toxins in the environment. And this is because your liver is literally being pushed over the edge, and a liver gallbladder flush dramatically improves food and chemical sensitivities. It's amazing. Um, Some people get their food allergies cleared with one liver gallbladder flush, some people it takes them a series like they have to do them once a month in order to get rid of them but it, it's really quite astonishing how people can get rid of their food sensitivities with doing liver gallbladder flushing so we talk about that in the liver rehab course and then if people are having chronic sleep struggles so they're waking up routinely between 2 to 3 a.m um you know sleep conditions are much more prevalent in those with chronic liver congestion And this is because, like I mentioned before, the liver is involved in melatonin production. And melatonin is that circadian rhythm hormone and the hormone that our bodies naturally release to aid sleep. And so that's really, really key. And then if, um, if you feel like you're angry a lot, if you feel like you're dealing with anger and irritability and frustration a lot, or you feel like emotionally constipated, you just feel like you can't express emotions. You know, many Chinese and Ayurvedic medical practitioners equate chronic anger to poor liver function because the liver is known as the seat of anger. So emotions like anxiety, rage, frustration, irritability, bitterness, or emotional loss of control can indicate the buildup of toxins in an angry liver. So that's, Really really keen. This is really also for me um, was key. I, I has Always have been very calm and relaxed and just nothing really phased me I just would kind of take everything in stride and things would roll off my back that might really stress out other people And I had just reached a, a tipping point at some when I was about 37 And I just found that I was getting angry all the time I would be set off easily um, I was, uh, paying pay, like online one time I was paying my bills and this company's website wasn't working so that I could get this tax done. And uh, I'm mean, all of a sudden I just became so enraged. I took my phone and I just, I threw it against the wall and I smashed it. And I thought, who is this person? Because I, you know, and I I hadn't, I've been having bouts of anger, but I'm like, why am I reacting like this to this completely stupid task that could take five minutes. Like why am I not being more calm? And and I just felt like I reached a point where I looked in the mirror and I, I didn't recognize the person in the mirror. I was uh you know overweight, tired, brain fogged, quick to anger, you know, and I was fighting, you know, in my relationship and just in you know, lot not patient with my baby. And it was just it was just not a good way to live. And and I when I look back now and when I look at how far I've come with my detoxification, with caring for my liver and doing liver cleansing and coffee enemas and liver support nutrients and detoxing heavy metals, I don't have that anymore. And so it's really, it's really been great to kind of come full circle and kind of uh, find myself again, find that person that I used to know that was just cool as a cucumber with everything But it wasn't, it wasn't always that way. So all of these six signs that I talk about, there are clear signs that your liver is overwhelmed with toxins, chemicals, heavy metals. And, you know, we get these from the air, food, water, and beauty products. And your liver needs support. I firmly believe that that today people they need to be supporting their liver in many, many different ways. It's not enough just to take milk thistle that isn't enough there. You have to do more than that. And so in my 14 day liver rehab cleanse challenge, I have a, a library of videos to teach you how to cleanse your liver. So it's a series of how to videos that cover every aspect of the process from coffee enemas to castor oil packs and beyond. And I made these videos especially to help you feel like you know, you're being coached and guided along every step of the way. And uh, the first video is like everything you never wanted to know about coffee enemas. And second video is how to do a coffee enema, kind of that step-by-step process. Video three is how to do liver gallbladder flushes. Video four is what if my liver enzymes are high? What does that mean and what can you do to lower your liver enzymes? A lot of people are faced with this, even... Very young people in their 20s and 30s have high liver enzymes, but the doctor's like, oh, let's just, let's just watch it. They don't really have any solution for that. So that's not good enough for me. There's always a, a way to address these things naturally. Video five, the liver gallbladder, the gallbladder explained and how to optimize your health without a gallbladder. So We talk about what your gallbladder does and help to optimize its function as well. Video six is emotional constipation uh, equals a constipated liver. Talk about all the emotional aspects of having poor liver health. And uh, top supplements and foods for liver health. And we also talk about how to do a castor oil pack. And, uh, And the last video is the fatty liver fix. So what fatty liver is, are you at risk, you know, how to know if you have a fatty liver, maybe considering getting testing so that you're aware of this and then can be proactive and do something about it. And so I want you to learn how to love your liver. And again, I can't reiterate enough. If you've tried the keto diet, it hasn't worked for you you may have a reduced or compromised ability to digest fat. And that is the problem. And you have to optimize your liver function, your gallbladder function to produce enough bile to digest all that fat. So that's the hidden flaw in the keto diet that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking with me. Really appreciate you guys Uh, uh, sticking with me for this time and joining me every week on this show. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be here next week. I have some cooking up some juicy topics for you guys. And uh, so join me on my 14-day liver cleanse, uh, liver rehab challenge. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to lead you guys through this two weeks doing uh, all kinds of different things and teaching you all kinds of different things about how to love and care for your liver For Life. Check it out and join us. I can't wait to see you guys there. Talk to you soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice.